structures are not serving us well. We need to creatively destroy the ships that brought us here and move into the land of the future with better tools. Tools that keep us safer and healthier, that create more wealth for more people, that foster more intimate and rewarding relationships. We need to leave behind what is not working. We need a modern revolution. We invite here, they are thinking differently, and we'll tell you where you can learn all about them later, after you have listened to them closely. For now, we don't want to impress you with what they have done, we want to impress you with what they have to say. The Modern Revolution will be podcasted. Okay, welcome, welcome back to The Modern Revolution. We're glad you joined us for another episode. As you know, uh, we're not gonna spend a lot of time talking about why you should listen to our guests. And instead, we're just gonna invite you to listen to our guests. And if their ideas resonate with you, well then we'll give you ways that you can find them and connect with them and follow them in the future. We're gonna put those notes primarily as a blog post at our meditation class called the Three Minute Uplift. So today, we're very lucky. We have uh, Danielle Smason. And Danielle, thank you for making time for us. I'm very grateful that you were able to carve out a little bit of time in your day. Thank you so much for having me. I'm serious. I'm so blessed to be in this space with you right now. That's very gracious. Thank you. So I, as you know, Danielle, we're, we're not going to talk about all the reasons why people should listen to you. Instead, we want people just to listen to you. And what I'd like to do is start with two simple ideas, and that's, could you distill your work in the world down to, if not a phrase, like a, just something short that people could easily understand? And then secondly, what problem in the world are you trying to solve with this work? Wow, it's deep and I love it. So for me, I would say, feel it once and let it go forever, face it head on. And the problem that I'm trying to solve in this world is we live in a world where we go to doctors, we go to therapists, and we're told basically who we are versus how we act. And I want people to know that it's not who you are, it's how you act when you're in overwhelm. And when you learn how to fully release yourself from your pains, from your past experiences that you have minimized and suppressed because it's all you knew how to do, that's when you find that freedom. And so what I'm really here to do, I was talking to my husband about this the other day, as I'm here to save a million lives. So, I mean, you've elected uh, not the easy road. You haven't selected a small problem to solve. And so just as by way of paraphrasing, so it sounds like you're helping people find an identity that's connected to the truth of who they are rather than the circumstances they've lived in. And perhaps their identity has been linked more to how circumstances have pushed them into certain behaviors, but haven't let them express themselves. I mean, is that... Is that a fair paraphrase? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really 
working with people that just feel different and they feel different in a way where they can't explain it and they've never been validated for their feelings. They're almost scared to feel their feelings. And I'm here for people that feel like there's a missing piece, even though they know they're meant to be somewhere else. Like they know in the deepest part of their heart, they're meant to be somewhere else. They know they're that leader. They know they're powerful, but for some reason they just can't get there. And yeah, it's a, it's a big task I'm taking on, but it's important for people to understand this. Like I'm ready for this because I've been doing this for so long. It wasn't something that I just said right out the gate. I want to save lives. I have saved lives and I want to continue to save lives because I believe this work does save lives. So that, that's a perfect, you know, lead to the, my next question, which is, did this work come to you in a flash of inspiration and some epiphany, or did the road come to you incrementally that, you know, a little bit at a time you turn towards wanting to do this road? So how did you find the path you're on? So, oh, such a great question. So when I was little, I was always told by my psychologist that I was extremely intuitive and I'm intuitive in the sense of the physical world. I'm very good at reading people. I'm good at reading body language. It's natural for me to be able to read something that others can't see. It's a gift. And he always told me that I would be a psychologist, but I knew I would never go to school for it. It's just not me. School was very difficult for me. So I kind of just let it go. And as my life went on, I struggled with my own depression, my own anxiety, my own sleepless nights, my own chronic fatigue, my own autoimmune issues. I struggled with it all. And we searched for 20 plus years for answers for me and not just for me, but also for my sisters. So it wasn't something, it's almost something I feel like I was put on this earth to do. I didn't know it at the time. But, and then with the work that I've created, I actually work alongside my mom and the work we've created together, it's, it's so powerful together. And it's something that has happened over time. It's not like we woke up one day and we were experts in what we did. We really took things apart and added things in to make it the perfect fit for the type of person we serve. So you guys have been spent, you spent a long time and you had your own internal work before you could kind of move to working with people externally is sort of what I, it sounds like. And, um, and so you come to it with the confidence of, Hey, you, you have evidence of, of the effectiveness, right. Of what, of what you're doing um, and saving lives. It doesn't get more important than that. Right. I mean, this is as important work as we have to do out there in the world. What, when you think about people that you serve, what are the status quo in their life? What things that are the status quo that they deal with that um, are the strongest forces keeping them where they're at? Like what's laying on top of them from making the breakthroughs you're moving them towards? One of the biggest things that I see is they're so afraid to mm. feel 
Yeah. They're so scared to fail because of the experiences they've already been through mm-hmm. and the labels they've been given. And it's no one's fault. I think that's very important as people are listening to me. I'm not blaming anyone. It's what we're taught in society. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to teach those people different because it doesn't work for them. So what happens with these people is they feel like they're almost in this box and they can't get out and they don't know how to get out. And there's no one that's really ever been there for them to help them get out of that box. Or maybe there have been people that are there for them, but not what they need and not what they want. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing I would say for people is they're dealing with a lot of, the main thing is they're afraid to face it. They're afraid to face it, but they know that that's what they need to do in order to get there, but they haven't found what they trust in yet to be able to make the time to do the work. So the status quo of their lives is, is um, they haven't seen that there could be relief. Is that sort of what you're saying? Like, um, and it sounds like there's a lot, of, a lot of fear. So in some ways, it seems to me you're challenging assumptions because they, they think it has to be a given way, right? So could you talk a little bit about when you you sounds like there's a challenging aspect to your work, right? Like you have to be, uh, have to see glimpses of the future you're offering them. So what assumptions do they usually make that you have to help them overcome? That it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. that it's going to be so painful that in order to feel these experiences, I'm going to have to live with them. I'm going to have to be in them for years on end I have to unpack it for years Mm -hmm. that this is just the way that it is I I don't I don't get it I can't just let it go I can't just forgive but this is just the way it is another big one that I have to really work my clients through is they're so busy they're so busy to the point they can't even stop to think And the moments where they get pushed, you know, down and they have that breakdown, that's when my clients come, unfortunately, because we are so different in what we do. And it can be scary sometimes to break out. Another big one for them is to break out of the norm and realize that they don't have to follow everyone else's path. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge one for them in the beginning is realizing I'm not like my friends. I'm not like my family. I need something different and I need to speak up to my husband about it. I need to speak up to my, you know, to my friends about it. I need to let go of the therapy that's no longer working for me or at least put it on pause right now, right? It's it's letting go of things that they're not, they've never had to do because they have to face it. And that's what's really hard for them. And it's our job to be there literally holding their hand as figuratively as possible so that they feel so held and they feel so validated for the very first time. So you have assumptions that like the the cure could be worse than the, 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 the than the disease in a sense, right? So like you're they're afraid that oh this is going to be so painful it's not even going to be worth it because it's going to be so hard rather than there could be a joyful road through this journey here where it could be a little lighter than maybe they think and the assumptions that hey I can't afford it from a time perspective like 
I'm too busy to go fix my own. It's better that I muddle along and I take a second, you know, it's like Abraham Lincoln and sharpen the ax, right? Like not ready to sharpen the ax. You're just going to keep hacking away at their life with the, the dull ax. Um, well, your work, you know, lives uh, out there in the world uniquely. I mean, it's not like there's a ton of people with your perspective helping people in the same way. So what, what is it about our society, however you want to, you know, the, the larger group that sees this as a problem less serious than it is? Like, why, why is this not something that we are talking about more broadly? It's a great question. My best answer I can give is that we are starting to talk about it. We're actually starting to talk about it in a way, this can be triggering for some people, but in a way that I think is toxic. Mm -hmm. People are starting to say, feel your emotions, but they don't know how to feel their emotions. So people are living, people, at least my people, my people, I call them one of us because they are one of us. They feel the way that we, we felt. And those people can't just feel it and let it go. So there's a lot of work out there that is being um, transpired and people are starting to talk about it and be more open about it, right? The big word is trauma, right? And everyone's talking about it now, but it's still this word that I feel like as a whole of society isn't talking about because we've been told over so many years and the way that we used to parent is just let it go. It's not a big deal. You know, it's not a big deal that your kid keeps switching schools. It's not a big deal that your kid doesn't want to go to school. Um, you know, your, your child's having sleep regression versus what's actually going on with sleep regression. Why are they having sleep regression? So the biggest thing I would say is that as a society as a whole is we just don't know any better for some reason, mm -hmm. we don't want to know any deeper. And what I've learned is that there's a time and place for everything. There is a time to go to the doctor. Right. Absolutely. There's a time to go to the specialist, Right. but the time to go to those people is not when you're not finding an answer and you've been there the hundredth time. Right. And I think that so many people are so stuck in their ways because they think that's the way they have to do it because it's what they've been taught. Right. So it's really breaking people out of that and saying, look over here, these are other options and being able to put those in front of them and seeing how important those options are too. Yeah, that's Albert Einstein, right? Like the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So uh, to some extent, like, so this broader group, the, you know, the society, so to speak, is a lack of tools that are out there. It sounds like, like people don't know any better. And there's a inertia of, you know, words and ideas that it kind of repeat themselves about how to deal with trauma and uh, things of the past that kind of push people um, along. And that, and so that creates an acceptance, it sounds like, and, and, and then a lack of um, even energy to go seek someone like you, or you directly or someone like you, because they're like that, well, that's just the way this is, is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, so if we were going to say, you know, maybe someone's not ready to come find you, but they want to move in the direction you're suggesting. So what would be a small behavioral change that a person could make that would more align themselves with what you're suggesting? The biggest change that they can make is to slow down 
and to get really real with themselves. What I mean by that is not where do you think you are or where do you want to be? This is something I actually had to do on my own journey. I teach myself this because no one would teach this to me. And the biggest thing I ask myself is, Danielle, where are you? Where are you truly? Not where you want to be, not where you think you are. Where are you actually? And where are you in your head? And where are you in your soul? And what are you doing in the sense of finding that, that solution? And when this person becomes more aware that they are in pain, what are they trying? Is it working for them? What do I mean by working? Let's just put, let's, let, let's get that out there for them. What does it mean for something to work for them? At least in my book and at least in the work that I do. Okay. My belief is you should start seeing change within days, within days, sometimes even the first day, because when something works for you and it works for your body and your body takes on a new message, it releases and it shows in your mind, it shows in your heart and it shows in the outside world. Mm -hmm. So my belief is, no, you don't have to sit there for months to see if something's going to work. Right? right? You don't have to experiment with all of these different things to see if it's going to work. I'm not saying I'm the answer, but I want people even to start to create more awareness of what is their answer. Mm-hmm. And my belief is that your answer is something that you just connect to so deeply that you almost can't imagine your life without it. And not in an attachment way, but in a way where you just feel like you're home. That is how you know you have found your solution. And the biggest thing that my clients can do are people that are interested in what I'm saying, but they know they're not ready yet. And I totally get it is creating that awareness within themselves of what have I tried? Why isn't it, you know, why do I think it's not working? And where am I actually at? And am I in a place yet where I'm ready to make, moves forward or do I need to sit with it a little bit longer? Yeah. I mean, the truth is the truth, right? So, I mean, honesty is, uh, you know, we throw it around as a easy thing, but it's hard. And you know, honesty with yourself is the foundation of honesty anyplace else. I mean, and so that makes a lot of sense. It makes me think about food when you talk, because I, mean, I spent a lot of time and spend time talking to people about their food. And when you have good food, the effect is pretty immediate. And um, you notice the difference how you feel after some very processed fast food and then something that is uh, tasty and fresh. It's your body immediately recognizes it and feels different right away. So it seems to me like a psychological, spiritual analogy. You orient yourself towards something good. Your body knows right away. Hey, this is a good thing to do. That makes sense to me. And I think that when you talk about honesty and knowing where you're at, then the consuming of this information that you're giving people these patterns and behaviors and attitudes, uh, I think should have a similar effect. It's sometimes like when we detox people from a terrible diet, they don't feel the best like on the first couple of days. So maybe knowing you're on the right path may come with some discomfort, you know, because you're changing and and that's uh, maybe unavoidable, but, but part of that honesty. So as we head towards the kind of conclusion of this, I mean, You've obviously done a lot of different things. You know, you're multifaceted. Um, we always 
you know, talk to people, not just one thing. Um, but if we were going to have an accomplishment associated with you, so someone's thinking about uh, you as they leave the podcast, give me an, uh, an accomplishment that you feel strongly about that you would want people to know about. Mine's different than a lot of people, right? Everyone, you know, talks about certifications and who they are and what they do. And mine's more about my own journey. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish you could see who I used to be. <laughs> I wasn't a pretty person, but, and I had my own struggle, right? I went through bullying and that's where my struggle came from. And that's where a lot of actually my clients' struggles usually come from is bullying and other things as well. And for me, my biggest accomplishment is being me. I'm back to me. I'm back to who I was literally brought in this world to be, right? Like I'm that free spirit again. I'm that positive person that I can light up any room when I walk in. And I don't say that in a, a conceited way. It's a beautiful thing. And I believe that everyone else can get there when they have the right tool, when they have the right method that works for them. Yeah. So I think I would say my biggest accomplishment is I'm back to me. And it was crazy. I was out yesterday, um, last night with a friend. I haven't seen her in two years. We lost our friendship um, because I still wasn't there at that time. She mm -hmm. had, you know, she was just at a different level when it came to business is what it was. And I wasn't there as a business owner at the time. And we let go of our friendship. But through this work, I'm able to reconnect with people in the deepest way possible. And she told me, she was like, whoa, you have changed so much. Like everything about you, your style, you're this, you're that. You make more sense. And I said, I said, because I'm not hiding from you anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to hide what I do. I don't have to hide who I am because I don't have to make you believe in it. If you connect to it, great. And if you don't, I want you to find what works for you. And I fully feel that now. Yeah. So I think I would say my, my biggest accomplishment is just being me because in a world where there's so much noise, it's hard to be ourselves. But when you finally get to a place where you're never going to get there, right? You're always working on yourself, but you finally get that foundation and even more than a foundation feels so good. It feels so good just to be myself. Well, it gives, uh, when you've walked in this, somebody else's shoes, right? People come to see you and they're dealing with things that you recognize because you dealt with them yourself. It gives a certain um, different type of authority to help because you're not just uh, empathizing. You have your own knowledge of what it took to get there. I think that's always powerful. And people often feel the safest among those who truly understand like, hey, this is not easy. And people who haven't like sometimes can't understand why certain things are hard because they never dealt with it. But it okay. sounds like people who uh, things that you have worked your way through those people are coming to you and now you're giving them the benefit of your own journey. I think that's a great thing uh, to, to be proud of. And there's a lot of power in that. So uh, I, I applaud you for making it. You know I mean? Applaud, sometimes I think we don't want to claim our own, like, hey, my journey oh, yeah. doesn't. I can claim it all day. That's the thing you. about me is I lead with a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. If I think it's going to help my client or a potential client, 
I tell my stories because I'm asking you to be open. And also my clients are scared. So I'm asking you to be open. I want you to feel like she's not just asking me that, like she's willing to be vulnerable with me. You know, I'm a human just like you. And that's the biggest thing that I say to people is they're like, what do you do? Like, what's your title? And it's like, I'm literally a human. It sounds crazy because we're not used to these titles, but I'm a human who has been through my own experience, right? And I've worked hundreds of other people through it. And I want to work you through it if you connect to it. So it's taking away the labels and just saying, yeah, I have experience, but I have a different type of experience. I have real world experience and I have my own experience. Yeah, yeah, a guide for those who need a guide. I mean, that's, well, let's say someone's listening to you and they are ready to work with you and they've been looking for you and they didn't know they were looking for you, but now they've heard you and they're like, how do I work with Danielle? So what's the best way for someone to find you? The best way for someone to find us is right now we're working on our website. But if you go to our website, it says coming soon and it has a number that you can text us at and it is directly to us. It's not a bot. It is us. Everything we do is us. Okay. So we'll actually talk to my sister. She runs the back end of the business. She's her own story, but she runs the back end of the business and you'll get directly in contact with her and just let them know you found us from the show. You're interested in learning more and we'll get you right. So what's that website? www.revivalsociety.com revivalsociety.com okay well danielle thank you so much this is this was a special treat i've been on many podcasts i've never been on anything like this before (laughs) that is very gracious thank you very much well i'm going to take us out here and just let people know you know today's modern revolutionary danielle Smason, did I get it right? I would get worried. Yes, you did. <laughs> All right. So Danielle Smason, she's moving us forward. And like others we've talked to, they're clear-eyed about our current situation. And she's brave enough to bring her thoughts and her words to the arena. And I hope that she inspires you to bring your ideas to the world, for you to be vulnerable and bring your truest self to the world. Don't lock it away because the modern revolution needs us all. 